Good afternoon, Greg McBride, Mike Lung here for Allendale Market Talk. This is February 13th, I believe, episode six. Um, Mike, there's a lot going on in the markets, in the geopolitical aspects. Let's kind of uh, have a quick uh, bullet point session on uh, what we're looking at uh, going on this week. Yes. And, so and in the next couple of weeks. Actually. Right. Yeah. So obviously, uh, we've been talking about China a lot lately. Uh, if anyone's been listening to this podcast, they obviously know that that's been a big talking point and will continue to be a talking point. We've got that March 1st deadline coming up. Uh, it's been talked more so that it is now a soft deadline, uh, which goes back to how we were treating this whole NAFTA deal. It was soft deadline after soft deadline. That's how the government works, though. I mean, we do, we have a deadline, but maybe it's it, yeah well, we we we're flexible yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we got that coming up we'll have to see what comes out of that with uh trade talks continuing into tomorrow and friday with uh u.s trade representative lightheiser and mnuchin mm -hmm. and uh we'll see how that plays about let's hopefully get something more than uh we're still far apart on ip issues and they're gonna buy more ag products I mean, I'd love it if they bought more ag products, but that's what we could get out of it, the same rhetoric. So we'll yeah. see if something changes with this one. Right. Um, other than that, it sounds like we have a deal to avert a government shutdown. It sounds like some of the border funding will be coming uh, and that we won't be shutting down. So that's... Now, we, we missed, or we, I say, but uh, the president missed on exactly how much he wanted. I mean, he, he was talking 5.7, and I mean, the last I heard was like 1.7 or 1.9 billion for, for the wall. Yes, and I, I, I think he has taken a hit there, um, but it does sound like he expects to see the rest of it funded. I don't know if he's going to try and do that in follow-up terms where he comes in after a certain part has been built with that 1.7 or whatever and comes back in and say okay we got this part built and this is how much we need left over we'll see how that plays out but i'm, I'm just happy that we got the government shut down we're gonna yeah be able to we're, gonna, we're gonna fund the government everybody's gonna know where they're at and you know what it, who knows if this is gonna buy us uh, another six months to a year before we we're at that same spot again right but hopefully the the wall is not the major sticking point at that point so right and then by that time we'll be updated with our export report so we don't see where we're sitting at right bit. but yeah that's basically what we're going over this week we have be paying attention to china uh see how this comes out for the rest of the week uh that will be the march 1st deadline that everyone's been talking about since that g20 summit meeting um and other than that not a lot of uh well, I think uh, one thing that we haven't talked about, and actually it probably hasn't been brought up as much in our office yet, but something to, to think about, we're going to be doing our annual acreage survey coming up, the mm. Allendale yep. Acreage Survey. Uh, this is what we use as, a, uh, as an opportunity to get an idea of where you guys stand as far as, you know, maybe switching some acres or if you're sticking with your rotation. Um, where's your head at on, on, are you going to plant beans? Uh, it was rough last year and you know, I mean, beans have paid off very well for years. There's still guys out there that they're going to plant beans. There's no question. We're not going to, we're not going to jump away from beans that heavily. Um, but, uh, you know, with the prices, the way they are, 
some guys might have a second thought. And that's what we want to get out of everybody is is uh, in the next few weeks, I mean, we'll make an announcement officially, but in the next few weeks, we're going to be talking to hopefully thousands of, uh, of farmers to get an idea of exactly how many acres they're going to plant versus uh, versus last year. Right. That'll be exciting. Yeah, definitely uh, keep that idea of what's going on with their oversupply beans in the air until we figure out what the farmers are actually thinking. Uh, so also something to keep an eye out for. But something I want to ask you, Greg, about is uh, what, what markets are you watching outside these ag markets? I know we, we do heavily focus on agriculture, and uh, there's energy markets, equities, and everything. I just want to take some of your thoughts on What's going on out there? Uh, some of the markets that uh, are, are, I don't know if you want to call them fun to watch, that are interesting to watch. Um, seasonally, right now, uh, the energies. Um, the crude oil market, uh, if you think about timing for uh, when we're out on the roads, and uh, it's, it's coming up, um, we get out to... Uh, we get out with uh, agriculture and construction uh, here probably within the next, depending on how wet it is, uh, the next month. Uh, and then, you know, we're, we're hot and heavy on uh, ag and construction pretty much until next, next fall. Well, once the kids get out of school, then uh, everybody wants to start taking their, you know, their weekend trips or whatever. So around Memorial Day, we see uh, leisure driving uh, kick up. So the reason we start to see that you know maybe those prices uh, for at the pump uh, increase is because obviously demand increases. So get them while they can. Everybody else wants their pound of flush. So why not uh, the guys selling the the gas and selling the the, the products out there? Mm -hmm. um, the the big one that uh, uh, I really like to watch, and we're not we're not necessarily there yet, or maybe it's already moved enough that I, you know, we missed our chance, but uh, crude oil, I like, I like looking at the uh, July contract. Um, you know, that one uh, typically from about mid-February to mid-March uh, becomes a, uh, goes into a little bit of buying pattern and you can hang on to it for a little bit. And, you know, we could see a range of uh, maybe 10 to $15, which is a substantial move for uh, for a market like that it gives you an opportunity to uh to to trade uh, to trade in in that market that's not stuck in a three cent range like we see with corn or sometimes soybeans and, and wheat um, the other one is uh the arbob which is uh, unleaded gas it's uh, right now it's in a seasonal uh, pattern because if you think about these groups that are buying supplies for gas stations and and the the companies that sell the gas to the gas stations uh they're uh at that point where they're making sure that they've bought all their supplies out to uh out to summer so now you'll see a, a natural rise in price on the board which will be reflected in a month or so at the pump um so i i like uh watching the uh, the arbob and and it's been stuck in a range uh similar to the uh, to the to the grains here for the last week or so, but it's enough of a range that you can possibly do a little bit day trading with it. Or, you know, if you follow any of the the groups that put out uh, seasonal trades, you could just 
buy it and hang on to it for a month or so and look to to try and pick up some some uh, some space on that. Now I'm not going to give you exact numbers because you know each market is different. The mar the markets that are the contracts that I'm watching are the are the the July uh, crude oil and the June Arbob. And um, I the reason I like those is just it's something different than what we're watching right now. It's a it's they follow seasonals very well. If you look back at uh, the charts pull up a continuous chart on crude oil. Pull up a continuous chart on on Arbob. You can specifically see from you know February March timeframe to uh, to July the movement, and so that's that that helps to kind of have some confidence behind your decision about whether or not you want to speculatively trade that kind of stuff. Um, one of the other ones I've been watching and. It's not as scientific, but when we talk about range trading and how boring it gets to do that, sometimes it offers opportunities uh, from a long side or a short side. So we can buy something when it dips down to the lower end of the range. We can sell it when it gets to the top end, or you can flip-flop, go the other way. Uh, the dollar has been one of those markets. Um, a lot of that has to do with... Um, a lot of it has to do with just kind of the the roller coaster we've been on with the Fed. You know, you see the Fed will they raise rates? Will they now cut rates? I mean, we've been. Uh, it's amazing the 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 power the the weight that the that the president throws behind some of these tweets at Jerome Powell that he says he's not influenced by the president, but we see just through some of his statements, maybe he is, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so that market, uh, uh, the U.S. dollar in the March contract has been trading between 95 and 97 pretty substantially, you know, pretty pretty well for the last couple of months. That gives you an opportunity. The last time we saw uh, a Fed announcement, we dipped down to 90, just below 95. Just yesterday, the day before, we were knocking on the door at 97 again. And now, then yesterday, we took a little off of it. We're back down towards the middle of the range. So, mm -hmm. you know, give it some time, see which way it goes. You know, you got to, that one's a, that one, because it's not necessarily seasonal, that one you got to play a little bit uh, closer to the vest, maybe use some stops on it, because if it does finally break out of that range, you don't want to get burned. Right. So, and that's also a great thing to watch for grains as well as what the dollar is doing, how that makes us competitive for world market. And yeah, those are really great examples of some things you could be watching. And again, these are examples. These are not trade recommendations that we're saying right now. These are some things that watching the markets, it's something to look at. But again, these are good examples to look at, not recommendations we're offering out to everyone. Right. So right. just want to make that clear. But yeah, I, I think that's a lot of great information about what you're looking at. No. Really good insight there. I'm going to turn around on you, Mike. What what is is one or two markets? What are one or two markets that you that you're watching or that pique your interest? Not that you're necessarily trading, but it's something that you know if it continues to go in a certain direction, it's 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 time to jump into doing something, or it's time to start looking uh, at uh, at doing something with it. Are we? I mean, it it could be it could be wheat. It could be you know, it could be cattle for that matter, but, you know, what are you looking at? How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
recently these grain markets have been slow so it's it's been hard to really watch them and take too much of an opinion on either side uh, are we competitive wheat at this point we have been on egypt tenders uh we got some tenders recently on what's going well, on i think the important part about that is to to make sure we we don't usually catch right egypt tenders right that's usually a black sea russia kind of thing but on this last tender, we saw that Russia was even close to being competitive. We had French and Romania, they were competitive with us, and we, we've been pushing our wheat prices down pretty well. So that's that's definitely something interesting to keep an eye on, is what's going on with our exports, because we have been behind the USDA's export forecast so far. Um, obviously, we're getting these export reports backdated, and we're not seeing what's going on right now, but what we have been seeing, we're at a, we were at a pace that we needed to be when we were there. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see if that keeps up uh, and what goes on with that weed market from up here. It seems like we've had some good support recently, but will that continue or are we going to continue that slide down? That will be uh, interesting to watch. But other than that, I have been watching the cattle market pretty well recently because uh, at this point, we're usually trading discount to cash. And right now we're trading a premium to cash. It's interesting. Um, seasonally, it's a high time for cattle prices. Uh, we usually see a big peak around sometime here. Uh, will that happen this month? Uh, I don't know, but it's definitely something to keep in mind if you're watching this, for example. And I do think that maybe we have a correction coming up. Maybe not, but it has been ran up pretty well recently. No, you say you're looking to possible correction in the, in the cattle. Are you looking for it to change its trend and and break back? You know, let's use the let's use the April contract as a uh, as a as an example. It's trading one twenty seven, one twenty eight. Yeah, we actually finished right below one twenty seven today. So, are you looking for it to then change its trend and start to work back towards uh, one twenty, or are you just looking for you know maybe a certain percentage correction off that? What I like to see is it go back into that more seasonal time frame where we are training a discount to cash. Right now we're training about a, I think as of today, we're training about a $2 premium to cash. And it, it'd be great to see it go back to the seasonal and work back more into a normal time frame being underneath the cash at this point. So if we do see that, you could see maybe a couple dollar correction. Okay. So definitely something to keep in mind. And while you're looking at that, you might even look at what's going on for summer months. What are price projections? If you were watching our winter webinar, we had some price projections that might surprise some people when they're looking at them. So definitely also something to watch because I know a lot of people, they're focused on the short term, but what's going on with the long game? So a couple now, things. With, with cattle prices where they're at, we're talking, we're at the upper end of the of the charts for uh, for a lot of these contracts for the for the the live cattle. Mm -hmm. You know, is this is this an opportunity that you should be we should be hedging, or can we expect we get that correction that you're kind of looking for, and then we go back up and make some new highs, and then we should be looking at uh, maybe an idea for hedging, or well, we're right around a holiday season, and we have a three-day weekend coming up 
up here and just speaking from previous years last year we peaked right around this time last year i think it was the 20th that we had a peak of 1.795 being the average paper contract when I, I say I think, that's actually what happened the second time. <laughs> I was talking about that. You might have looked at a chart. I'm going to guess you looked at a chart. So it, it's, it's something that historically it's not outrageous to think that that might happen. Okay. Uh, so it's, again, it's, it's, it's tough to, you know, to, to look out. You know, if you've got fall cattle, it's, that's a long way away to say, okay, well, you know, at the upper end of the uh, upper end of the chart here we're near you know near highs do we do we just go ahead and dive in eight months out six months out from actually being able to deliver cattle that's a long ways away now we do that we'll do that in the grains but it's a long time out and you're gonna spend a lot of money uh, for for hedges is there you know is is it time I mean, it's, it's, it's nice to, to look at that and say, okay, well, you know, is there going to be a secondary rally in the summer that right. can give you a chance? And they're, they're, I can't tell you for sure at this point, but I think yeah. a good way to look at it is... You don't know what you don't is, know, is, right. is what you're saying. <laughs> but I think a good way to look at it is your question of whether or not people should be hedging right now. It's on an individual basis. What's your break-even point? That's, that's, that is a perfect answer. You have to know your... Yeah, I'm not going to tell you this is exactly where you have to be hedged out at, um, but something you should be looking at when you're doing a marketing plan, where's your break even? Are we above it? Would this be a place that you could get some good profit and a place maybe you want to have insurance on? That's really up to you at this point, but it's, again, something when you're doing your marketing plan and you see the prices that we have right now, make a judgment call. Are you going to keep your business profitable or are you going to try and gamble and see what's ahead? Good idea. It's a good idea. Okay. Well, um, Mike, I, I think uh, we've we've hit our time uh, for the day. Um, we do invite everybody that uh, that listens to this. Please send us some uh, uh, some feedback. Uh, give us an idea of uh, maybe some of the topics you'd like to hear about. Uh, Mike, where can they get a hold of us? At? Yeah, they can get a hold of this uh, email service at allendale-inc.com by phone one eight hundred. To market that's 1-800-262-7538 and what you're going off of yeah I, I think uh, if you guys have any questions or anything please reach out we also love if you guys want to have a talk period on this show where we can ask you the farmer what you're seeing because you guys know a lot better than what we do about what's going on in Kansas Colorado Nebraska everywhere that we're not so we'd love to be able to talk to you guys and have some guests on the show as well so again that number is 1-800-262-7538 sign off for allendale market talk it's mike lung and greg mcbride you guys have a great week